reactors could... I'm sorry, Mr. President. Nuclear reactors could provide power almost indefinitely. Greenhouses could maintain plant life. Animals could be bred and slaughtered. Now I have become death, destroyer of worlds. Minus one minute. Put on your gun. Observers without goggles must face away from the blast. One plane, one bomb, one city. 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 Fallout from atomic explosion. Every nuclear or thermonuclear bomb throws into the air a large cloud of radioactive particles. These man-made radioisotopes remain aloft for very periods of time, but most of them eventually return to Earth. It is this return which is known as fallout. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of a future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. 
the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... Shrek has found love with Princess Fiona, do you think he'll abandon his misanthropic ogre ways and become more kind-hearted? I don't know. I, I would think not. I mean, he's a, he's, he's, he's a deceiver, he's a liar, he's a torturer, he's a murderer. Uh, why, why, I can't imagine why he would change. George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, gave me the part of Wicket, the Ewok who has a five-minute scene with Carrie Fisher. Wicket finds Carrie, as Princess Leia, unconscious after she crashes her speeder bike. When she appeared on set, Carrie showed her concern for my well-being in the sweltering Ewok costume. Are you okay in there, Warwick? She said. It must be so hot. She reached down into my costume and aggressively grabbed a hold of my manhood. Don't flatter yourself, midget boy. I don't want your little e-cock. I just need a place to stash this, Carrie whispered, her lips now touching my ear. I was petrified, unable to make eye contact as she proceeded to retrieve a baggie of white powder from her own vagina. Can't have Harrison or George finding this at lunch break. Carrie scooped some of the powder in her fingernail and took a huge sniff before leaning over me intimidatingly. You tell anyone? You're dead. You lose my blow. You're dead. Her tone was very serious, as if a matter of life or death. My life or death. Once more she plunged her hand beneath my furry exterior and in between my little legs, leaving behind her precious powder. With a little laugh she rose from beside me and ruffled my hair. Right, she began. I need to take a fat shit. See you later. Cunt. And with that, she was gone, much like my innocence. Still not as bad as the time Anthony Daniels thought I was Kenny Baker and kicked me in the back of the head. A quick message to uh, the American people. I know sometimes uh, when uh, things... Uh, I said coming from Africa, people do not tend to take it seriously overseas. Uh, but uh, I would just like you to take a minute and listen, uh, because we have been following some of these issues for quite a while ourselves here. Uh, what you call the deep state in the US 
uh, the deep state with all these conspiracy theories about uh, assassination of your leaders or people disappearing, JFK and all that. Well, the deep state is Israel. And uh, what you call the uniparty is Israel. What you also call the swamp, <laughs> Israel. Thank you. A is for Americans want to bomb B. B is for bananas. Bogoya, bananas. C is for confusion of the highest order. D is for deeper. Doesn't that make you gay? E is for excretory system. Eating the poop all over the place. Oh, yes. huh? F is for fisting. G is for orogonoria. H is for, for he, everyone. He, 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 no, he. it's a she. I is for like ice cream. The, the, the intestine. J is for cucumbers. K is for carrots. Because it's a carrot. L is for uh, uh, lesbian. M is for moon. Morning, Mr. Should I call you Mr.? N is for, for the natural obligations. Uh, <laughs> o is for, is for other person's rectum. P is for, is for pasta. 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 Poo-pooing. Q. Q is for cucumber. R is for rehabilitation center. Those whose rectums have been ruptured. Less can we use more sober okay. people? S is for sperm. So do defender. T is for transgender. U is is for urinary tract areas. V is for vegetables. Uh -huh. Yes. Let me give him a chance to respond. Huh? Uh, Pepe. Just translate what Pepe, stuff is saying. You are paid heavily. W is for... Why are you gay? Why should someone be gay? Who is gay? What do you use for sex? I'm Where's the H? <laughs> X is, is for... It is only for exit. Y, y is for... You are gay. E is for I'm here to tell you that Kingman has been chosen as the location of a brand new state-of-the-art mosque. What? I know some of you are thinking, okay, this is just another typical mosque. This, guys, is going to be the world's largest mosque outside of the Middle East. Just the word alone scares you. To me, when I hear the word mosque, I think of terrorism. Is there, is there a need for this in Kingman? Yes, there is. How? Why? How? What? Your town will become a hub for tourism from, for Muslims around the world. Can I get a whoop whoop? No. 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 We don't want that shit here. You bring your Muslims, we might have problems. We probably will have problems. We'll all be moving out of this state.
Okay, let, let's, before we make up our minds, let's take a look, closer look at this wonderful mind. mosque. We made up our minds. The Imam Zayed Wahhabi Mosque of Kingman. You guys will have the choice between two different designs. This is the first design. This is design one. And this is design two. So who here supports design one? Nobody. Okay, so you're all for design two. Subscribe and be sure to check the notification bell. Follow the Atomic Shaman on Twitter at Motel and RV Park. Listen to Paranormal Green Text Stories on Atomic Shaman TTS on YouTube. Catch the live streams of Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge only on Rumble. Gather around the fire and let the radioactive spirits cleanse you. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. He's got a PhD. This is going to sound like autistic, but... In big dick energy. Misogenation. I don't know why I can't say that word all of a sudden. Misogenation. He's more facial hair than flesh sack. Does the CIA control the porn industry? 18% said CIA. 36% said Mozart. And 45% said take your meds and sell. All rise for Professor Beard Juice. He also wrote, although... I couldn't find any proof of it being published. New England Fallen and On the Creation of Nick. Oh, we can't say that. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I just words. broke the words. Good night. Hey. That one just rolled off the it tongue. Seemed, it seemed to come natural to me. Well, that's it's the actual CG. name it's of a, it. It's a, literary, it's a literary and historical reference. Let it fly. I just did that. Crap, 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 crap. He's our Eagle Scout intern. Can you explain the 8814 thing? Uncorrupted by the modern world. So when I was a kid, I was at church. Some say he's as soft as two-ply. I mean, dude, that's like an instant pass for me, man. Give it up for Johnny Soft. And I look at the soap bottle, and it's like being pushed. I got freaked out. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just saw a ghost. It, it was a weird thing. So I went and told all my friends about it. He's the resident sound hound. 
It's a fucking holocaust of content, ladies and gentlemen. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. This is the type of production your dollars go to, chat. <laughs> an antediluvian king. Somebody who understands big silver dollar words. And an esoteric knight. Where's me fucking whiskey? The man of a thousand sound bites. I think something's wrong with this guy. I think this might be a reptilian or something, chat. What the fuck? What the fuck? The button pusher, Van Rollington. Listen, buddy. And your grandma wants to know whether uh, about Israel? You should mm, you should tell her about the USS Liberty. That's a good topic. Another good Google search is babies and in incubators, wooden doors, and dancing Israelis. The graphics guru of digital visuals. So if you would like to fund our efforts in traumatizing journalists with dank names and abuse of truth, you can purchase some t-shirts and other swag. He puts the ass in aesthetics. So there's absolutely no bodily contact allowed between unmarried men and women, such as holding hands, because that's fucking lewd. The leader of my people. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. The tribal chief himself. Klaus Newhouse. Hey yo, capital G W depleted uranium bush, notorious WMD, easy bake, yellow cake, spill beebs, dancing, Israeli dreams, son of a moon child, mama, skull and bones, sending drones. Message to the feds. Tis the season for cancellation and gay ops. We were on Facebook's naughty list this year. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. To the window, to the wall, till the sweat drops down my ball. Until all these bitches crawl, ah, skeet, skeet, goddamn, getting crunk. Yeah, so about that. Um, <laughs> the day after our last episode, we were. Um, Deplatform for Facebook without any uh, recent uh, violations. So here's an article that explains what happened. Oh, uh, oh, there's an article on us. Yes, we were featured in it too. So Face. really, yes. Ooh. Yeah, they they, they they showed a picture of our, our screenshot from us talking about it on Twitter. So Facebook, also known as Meta, ushered in a quiet purge of sorts on December seventh, ousting ostensibly hundreds if not thousands of various pages with obvious or subtle right-leaning slants or humor, as well as disabling all the accounts of admin and followers of such pages. So while nothing official was announced by the platform itself, the chatter on lateral platforms on Twitter illustrate the validity of seemingly covert operations by the platform in matter akin to in Quantum Novembris brings to mind a Remember, remember the 5th of November. So the date, December 7th, will be undoubtedly a day of revelance for those who fell victim that many are calling the silent purge of Facebook. So it seems that Facebook pages, with even an iota of conservative tinges of their content, that bore somewhat modest followings in the thousands, in some cases tens of thousands. So we were at 12,000. And pe people were getting like unsubscribed before we could... like roll over that 12,000 so so we'd have like 90 people unsubscribed but we gained like 120 followers so they were like trying to prevent us so I was expecting us to get deplatformed you know or unpublished but not like permabanned so where this uh so, so many of the aforementioned like upended of Facebook pages were niche original content purveyors that catered 
to a myriad of tastes, some being meme community pages like Doge pages or general comic panels, Christian and Catholic fun pages, even bodybuilding pages. So furthermore, many of the pages in question harbored zero community guideline violations. Some were monetized by Facebook and earned hundreds of dollars for the month being advertiser-friendly per their monetization guidelines. So we were actually supposed to be getting monetized and collecting ad revenue, which they never approved, but they never did reason why. So, but with the afflicted pages largely composed of uh, follower accounts in the thousands range, fly-by-night operations upending all wouldn't exactly make a big splash in the broader spectrum of social media discourse. Hence why the matter is more concerning. Big tech is flesh a muscle to show that they can memory hold fan communities in the hundreds of thousands and largely go unchecked. Now, what makes the entire matter more nefarious was the back-end efforts to help make uh, the purge go unnoticed, while Facebook outright disabling all the personal profiles of the people serving as admins to these various pages, disabling various accounts that regularly interact with some of these ousted pages, as in deleting personal profiles who might have regularly liked, shared, or commented positively on these pages. So mm. you didn't misread that. They mm. permanently disabled personal profiles of people who administered and just simply interacted with the content of these conservative tinge pages. Again, they weren't overly political pages either, just rather pages harboring comic panels, memes, you know. What? They were too cool. So, yet some Facebook or someone with profile deletion capabilities of the company executed mass deletion of pages without any sort of explanation to those impacted. You know, all they got was a notification reading your account was disabled that Thursday. So while only a theory is likely that Facebook specifically targeted these right-leaning content creators on the platform, on the smaller scale, produce original content that would at times go semi-viral and serve as conversation starters around particular social political topics. So, in fact, the breakdown news was impacted by this event with the admin of the outlet's official Facebook page having their account disabled on December 7th without any explanation delivered thus rendering the breakdown news inaccessible for further poster updates. Needless to say, election season is right around the corner, and the first thing certain folks at Facebook would want is a bevy of effective content creators and personalities utilizing persuasive entertainment methods to shed a flattering light on conservative-leaning principles. So with that, uh, that explains what happened to us last week and why you can't find us on Facebook. So, Beatrice, you got some poll data? Yes, yes. I hope our conservative-leading principles in this poll data don't get us thrown off. Based? Let's see. We've got James Yu. Let's see. And we asked, what blew up James Yu's house? 25% said, a flame gun critical strike. 20% said, Tannerite dog. 15% said, Claymore Roomba. 20% said a J-Dam or J-D-A-M. I don't know how anyone wants me to read that because I know everyone's going to be autistic about it. I know, but you know how people love to be autistic about acronyms. That's all I'm saying. 20% a Chris Dormer Rescue or Dorner Rescue. Yeah, you can't corner the Dorner. I I would like to think that he snuck in, caused the distraction, and like snuck him off to safety, you know, but Paste. I feel like the Claymore Roomba is the most fun here. Blood for the blood god! But he fired at like a flare gun three times, and when the people were raiding him before they even raided him, they they even accounted for that they shut his gas line off before they went to his house. So I don't know what caused the explosion. 
There's a lot of questions there. Maybe. What do we got? Footprints in the snow. And we asked, what left the footprints in the snow? 27% said a a feral child. 45% said a baby Bigfoot. And 27% said, I wouldn't worry about it. Twenty-seven percent of these people are footprint deniers. I don't even know where the footprints were. T- oh yeah, I think he set up in Michigan, so that's outside of Skinwalker territory. Maybe a Wendigo. Could have been a Wendigo. It could be right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go queued up for that. <laughs> Let's see. Windussy. Oh, some guys want to milk the Windussy. <laughs> I don't think you could get milk at a Wendigo. They're undead. I mean, you could get spoiled milk, right? Shut the fuck up. I wouldn't drink it. (laughs) I won't drink goat milk milk either, but some folks dig that shit, man. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of tangy. Reptilian encounter in Texas Cave. Let's see. We asked... Would you be willing to capture or kill a reptilian? 29% yeah. said, yeah, right? 29% said, I need psychic protection. Tw- uh, 43% said, I'd make an attempt with my boys. And 29% said, no, we should leave them alone. Do not stop. Just step on the gas as hard as you can. You got to run them over. You see, they glow in the dark. You just have to You just have to run them over with your car. I, I don't think you can Agreed. run them over there if, if they're in a cave network. See, that's the issue. You got to get them out. You got you to gotta fucking drop some adrenochrome on the floor and lure them out and, you know, bam, right with the car. So it's one of those caves like in Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom, where you got the little fucking little railway lines running through there. Maybe you could run over them in a cave like that. I think they That'd were saying cool. that this happened the at Longhorn, Longhorn uh, the Longhorn National Park cave thing out there. So, But they didn't uh, want to... Uh, that's what it was sounding like, but I don't think they wanted to tell people where it's at because they were afraid people were going to go and try to go after the reptilian. But like, <clears> of course I'd want people to go check it out. You know, for science reasons. Right? Right? Yeah, for right. science. Jokes. Based? All I know is between the four of us, we got everything we need to take this fucker out. For real. Hey, so related but different. Um, when me and Loki back in April were in the Maquaqueta Caverns up in Iowa, dude, the deeper we went, we found some huge fucking spiders. Like I was, I was amazed at how big the spiders were. The deeper down we went, how big are you talking? Um, like. I would say there there were a couple of them that were like the size of like a, a thumb digit. Their bodies, not like the legs and shit. And I'm oh. like, what the fuck are you eating down here? That's what I'm wondering too. What are they eating? Yeah, I know because I was like, you know, I'm expecting to see the big spiders like at the entrance, and like there'll be smaller baby spiders the deeper you go. And it was completely backwards. I was oh. like, holy fuck! I saw some bats in there. The bats were cool. They wouldn't fly like I thought they would. They just kind of like hung on the ceiling and looked at me and Loki like, what are you doing in here? But the spiders were definitely active. Hmm. Let's see. Alamo Ghost Encounter. Would you like to go ghost hunting at the Alamo? 43% said yes. The ghost could be famous. 
29% said, no, the Alamo is sacred. And 29% said, there's no basement at the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where else would they be hanging out? But, but the encounter wasn't even right. at the Alamo. It was near the Alamo. So it was at the Crockett Hotel that this person reported seeing a bloodied soldier, like, choking on their own blood. Like, that's what woke them up. So, with that, um, we'll move on to current events. Oh, no, no, no. We, we got mug shotties, don't we? Yeah, I was all like, oh, he's straight up the yeah. <laughs> yeah, oops. Didn't want to do, do that. Do we have a special guest for that? Yes, yes, we do. Let me oh. get him in. Oh, wait, hold on. I actually fucked this up. God. I need a red-headed, green-eyed mug shotty. I don't want to fix her. I want her to make me worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the spirit. Yeah, he knows what's up. All right, here we go. Who is this mean fellow with his skin all green and his teeth all yellow? Why, it's the Grinch, and he's come to steal your hose. Thank you. Thank you. Please hold your applause as your first intersex celebrity voice guest. I want to commend you all on your show's commitment to diversity, inclusion, and equity. Otherwise known as D-I-E, or die for short. And I hope others guests will follow this lead and die with us all this holiday. We're seeing a lot die this Christmas season. Gay superheroes, black Santa Clauses, and transgender bathroom monitors. Truly a wonderful world. Anywho, all these mugshotties have been on the naughty list this year. And these hands can still stuff some stockings. Eh, eh. Which reminds me, I missed my pedicure and wax appointment. Oh, well, I have gloves. It's time for smash or pass. Let's fucking go. All right. All right. So mugshotty number one was arrested for theft and money laundering. She's the girlfriend of one minority owners of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. She took nearly $500,000 in Apple cash from her boyfriend between 2020. <laughs> And 2023, without his knowledge, uh, I'm just going to pass because it looks like her plastic surgery is melting on her, you know, probably from the Las Vegas heat. Yeah, I'm going to pass too. One, that that repertoire is too long-winded. It already felt like I was talking to a woman, and that's not what I'm here for. Pass. She probably needs that 500000 to fix the surgery that went wrong. For real. I can't remember who the celebrity is that has like all that work done. For sure, Bo- you mean the Bogendoffs? Is that what you mean? Which one? The Which one? <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on a sec. Let me get a female take. Ah, stop cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do what do you think of this this chick? Ooh, that's a hard pass. Well, nice, but why is it a hard? Well. Pass? I mean, she got that devilish look in her eye and everything like that. Uh, but which which mic is on? <laughs> oh, that's right. funny. She okay. noticed her eyes. Yeah. None oh, of yeah. us I was looking that. at the I was looking at the nose that was melting. <laughs> We're looking at everything that was wrong with her. I totally did too. But 
Uh, Vaughn, move your head a little bit. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. All right. So the first thing was the eyes, but it is the nose. Like she had a nose job. She got lip fillers. I just don't like the way she looks, like the makeup, all that, all that. But she got that devilish grin. Okay, so it's a pass. Pass. All right, Grinch. That's an amazing jawline, honey. Quick question, though. Does it come in women's? Ah, aha. <laughs> all kidding aside, my blonde Giga Chad. I think this shoddy would make an excellent slam bag. Just look at that face. I always wanted to fuck a paler version of myself. The resemblance is <laughs> I mean, we both have sexy gins. Our eyebrows are on fleek. We have amazing cheekbones and both know how to pull a good heist. Smash. Well, I, okay. I get it. Okay, I can see where he's coming from. Steve, did you go? Uh, I did not. I can't see the picture, but I'm just going to go ahead and say pass on a couple of. Um, <laughs> yeah. You heard enough to know. <laughs> yeah, so, so my, my, my bugaboo on damage females is like i don't care if like they have violent outbursts as long as they direct them outward from the relationship you know right the, right the fact that she's stealing from the boyfriend as opposed to just you know like i don't mind a chick with sticky fingers like you know bring some fucking horde into the house and shit girl like i'm down with that you know but yeah. like don't be, but like don't be fucking stealing from the treasury and then go fucking slinging it in the town square. You got your shit backwards. That's that's the red flag for me. Is she's taking resources out of the house instead of bringing them in. She's got that Robin Hood shit backwards. So got to pass. Do we? Uh, do you want to look at the live stream? You'll be able to see the the video. Or do we want to set up a live stream? I, I think he's on his phone. So I don't know if he's on the phone. Oh, yeah, I'm on my phone. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, you know, he's going in blind, but he can make it, you know, he can make a choice. Oh, I, I, yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's better because then we only have a, a contextual judgment. Ooh. He might end up making better decisions than all of us for that reason. Wow. This is gotten now, I mean, Hey, some of my best work is done in the dark. You know, I like the lights on, but some of <laughs> So, you know, like, I can just, she, you know, mentally she can look however I want her to. That's well, true. All right. So, so moving on, mugshotting number two was arrested for failure to appear for warrant. You know, that's that's pretty base because I don't even appear for jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would smash. I don't know. I want to know what the warrant is that she failed to. Appear that's what for. I want to know. Yeah. I mean, that's and, but what the fuck is going on with her hair? It's making me go blind. What you know, is this? It's like like the top's just bleached. Yeah, and then it's... the bottom's all black. So what I can probably tell you is that it's a oh. crappy ass photo or crappy camera, old well, camera. Well, sure. Yeah, they might. And, yeah, they might have like just too much light lighting. Be, the light might be right above her, and because her hair is like bleach platinum blonde, is just overblown in the highlights. So when it gets passed through the internet, yeah. it, it just looks super blown out. So that's basically what it and is. And she's got a googly eye. But but it's like her hair is bleached, not platinum blonde. It's like the color of bleach. My God. Like, no, what is like this? It's called platinum blonde. We call that platinum blonde, which you got. I mean, it could also be a wig. Just because that hairline goes forward like that and it doesn't look necessarily real, God. that could be a wig. It's a man. Sure. Damn. I mean, oh. she's cute <laughs> face, but my God. What are you dude. working there? You'd be better off bald. I got mixed feelings about this one. I don't know. It's a mixed bag. It's smash or pass. <laughs> I mean, what is the problem? 
I can't see your body. Yeah, Otherwise, I'd just be like, throw a fucking feet. bag on it. Whatever. Uh, I'll pass. I'll pass. Uh, she's got all girl fucking uh, vibes. So smash. I Clock. think it's a skinwalker. Smash. Oh. <laughs> all right, Mr. Grinch. How do you miss a court date? They tell you months in advance to be somewhere at 9 a.m. You sit there, look sorry, and say you'll never do it again. She could have easily said, Your Honor, I was having a woman moment. And then poof, you pay, and you go home. That's it. That's what lets me know she's a pea brain. Not like Mua, an intellectual sovereign citizen. At the point of any law enforcement interaction, I scream, sovereign citizen, and pepper spray the cop. <laughs> <laughs> Green hairball sounding man. But yes, smash. Nice. I didn't know that's how it worked with Sovereign Citizens. They usually yeah. just say, uh, am I being detained? And then they usually get like shocked and shit with like a taser. So we disavow. What I, think is, what I think is hilarious about the whole Sovereign Citizen thing is that shit is an oxymoron. Yeah. All right? Because yeah. if you're sovereign, you're, you're not, not a, a citizen. citizen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because citizen, that word actually means property of the city. Oh, what we got up here? So, mugshot yeah, number city three. means of or belonging to that city. Back when we operated, you know, the the Greco, the Hellenic society was just these little small nation states, these city states. Oh, you know, that's where the term places. citizen originated. Mm-hmm. There you go, chat. We're an educational channel. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> so, so, Mugshot number three was arrested for a DUI, resisting arrest using violence, battery on law enforcement, habitual traffic oh, offender, yeah, possession of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, speeding, driving without insurance. It said Florida woman went on a drunken joyride going 120 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone, then allegedly digging her fingernails into the officer's hand. Uh, She's stop. too crazy for me. Away. I would I would have to stay away from her. Wow. <laughs> I feel oh. like she needs the she's all that treatment where, you know, her friend takes her to you the think, You think she can get a glow up? She can get the glow up, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some potential. I don't necessarily have a problem with anything she did. All I know is I wouldn't mind the joyride before I never have to see her again. <laughs> That's like a free take. Come on. Smash, right? I'm for the smash. Emma, are you smashing? You smashing the blonde? I mean, I like all the stuff that she did, but I'm going to do a pass. <laughs> a pass. Okay. All right. Mr. What color are her eyes? Blue, ice blue, blonde blue. hair. Okay. Yeah, that ice blue. Yeah, I, can, I can work with that. I can work with that, you know. I thought you were smashing because it was Skinwalker, regardless. Well, no. I, oh, we're still on the Skinwalker one? No, no, no. no. This, no, is, no, the, no. this is the Florida oh. one. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I thought this was another one. I'm, I want to smash this one, too. I, I want this one and the Skinwalker together. <laughs> <Babe>. <laughs> Uh, we need a body paint artist to come in and like we'll turn this into like a whole ass thing. Ooh, I like this. All right, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you really should have used pepper spray. Anywho, Miss Congeniality over here looks like the archetypal dopey mid unhot best friend of the hot girl you actually want to bone. 
<laughs> Slowly over time and tons of actual non-mean-spirited advice and hours of YouTube makeup tutorials, we'll bring her up to a seven or an eight. After years of never giving her a second look, she'll be smashable. Plus, all the hot chicks have pooped out one or two kids and look chubby gross. Old midi gamer girl here will be ripe and so defeated. She'll be a decent doormat wife who will tolerate your man baby shit until you have kids. But once those kids are spawned, she'll evolve into a total bitch. I'm going to say smash though. Sometime the best presents are the ones you wait for. And <laughs> under the wrapping never hurts the surprise. Ah, very long-winded, but thank you. Whoa. Yes. Very All right. moving on. Oh. We've got mugshotty number four. I like this one. She was arrested for unlawful possession of a stolen motor vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Notice it doesn't say Grand Theft Auto. What's the <clears throat> difference between that and Grand Theft Auto? What the difference is, is that somebody let her use their fucking car and then they got pissed off that she didn't bring it back. Yep. Oh. It wasn't an actual theft. Mm-mm. I'm like, yeah, so I feel like this is a bullshit thing. I don't know who she's friends with, but she got to find new ones. Look oh, at that right. nice, full head of natural hair, long, thick. Like, it's just natural beauty going on here. Look at all that. Smash. Yeah, she's got some nice eyes. Um... She's got the real thing going on. None of the fucking filler. None of the, you know, we don't get this anymore these days. And she's got a flannel on. She's a homegirl. This Hell. is what, yeah, this is what attractive oh, I, people thought, looked like when I was growing up. I thought that was like a striped shirt on from the, the jail. Ah, Charlie, that's a flannel. That's a total win here. Okay, yeah, let's smash. I think you're going to put unanimous. Let me see. Grinch, where are you at? Ow. Just in time for the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. We finally have a entire <laughs> generation of women who have at some point played GTA. And in that game, have stolen a car begun to mow down pedestrians, and then start a cop killing Rampage. Sadly, she only got one star before being busted. It's a pass. I need a little more excitement in my life. She could have at least tossed a pipe bomb. Oh, oh I, mean, I mean, sounds fair. Very I mean, if you're the Yeah, if you're into the crime angle, she's not selling it. I mean, that is part of the attractiveness of some of these girls. Uh, for some of them. Yes, so uh, Mugshot number six was arrested for breaking and entering. Um, she looks like someone I would like to go to a couple of rock concerts with. You know, she's definitely an alt girl. I don't know if she would find her working at a goth IHOP, but you know, I'd give it a smash. She, she does have some dangerous looking bangs, you know. You she got that fifth element. Bangs, that's a big red flag. Yeah, she's almost a Lilu orange color, you know. It's yeah, well, it's more like a Muppet color. Like we can see right. the roots are black. It's yeah. uh, it screams. I haven't talked to my dad in like three years, yeah. but we live in the same house. <laughs> I don't know. This looks like the fucking love well, child between an albino and a Muppet. I'll pass. All right, I'll smash. Fuck it. I'll smash too. She cute. 
right. like it. Grinch. You, I don't get it. Um, it's giving science fiction goth vibes. It's like Wednesday Adams meets the Six Element. It could make one hell of a parody <laughs> porn match, but I feel no matter what crazy shit I do to her ass, she would have that dejected, self-loathing look remain. I need some emotion out of my playthings. Pass. Mm, okay. Yeah. But he did say it right though, like Fifth Element, Wednesday vibes, like that this is. I'm surprised he didn't say he was gonna multi-pass. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, there you go. I would have to flip a coin in front of her for smash and pass on this one because I like the goth vibes, but bangs are such a red flag for me just as a general rule. A lot of okay, I have, have to generally bangs. ask. No, 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 wait. I have to generally ask what's wrong with bangs. Maybe I'm missing something. If they're too short, okay, they're too dangerous. In my, per my personal experience is that, like, that's okay. So, like, women with bangs and um, owning a fucking any vehicle with a hatchback. Like, anytime I've ever bought a car, <laughs> like the, the station wagon type thing, whoever I'm with has left me and taken that fucking car with them. And so, like, I can't get station wagons, and if I fucking see a chick that has bangs, oh, I've got to fucking walk far, far, far in the opposite direction. Because, like, I don't know what it is about bangs, but I've done figured out that that is a fucking caution sign for me. That's, <laughs> oh, that's good to know, though. That's a trauma response. Oh. And yeah, like, don't go fucking right in the front, you know? Like, bangs, that's like the 90s version of facial piercings. Like, you know, you've got to be not okay in your fucking head to shove metal through your face. Oh. And that's like, Bangs was the precursor to that for me. I saw so, that metal in their face. I'll, con I'll concur that we are not right. She has the cow thing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank cow. you for that validation. <laughs> we, are a little, we are a little crooked in the head. Yeah, I'll yeah. give that. So but this, that's the best. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so this mugshot, he was arrested for possession of child pornography, tampering no. with a victim, Burn attempted statutory rape, sexual exploitation of minor, tampering with physical evidence, and sexual trafficking of a child. 24-year-old Missouri teacher was caught sending explicit videos and pictures of herself, as well as receiving explicit images from a 16-year-old student. No, man, she, she's got to get put down. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. This is like you know something you feed a wood chipper or put a millstone in her neck and drop her to deep lake. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Pass and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go pass on that one. I get so pissed off about the double standard on that shit. You know. About what? Um. About you know which it's shifting more and more. But for so long, you know, shit like that, like, oh, yeah, I wish I had a teacher like that back in the day. It's like, I don't, I'm not cool with that double standard because that, that fucking, that, that sexualization of minors had such catastrophic fucking consequences. Yeah. Oh, I get you. I get you. I agree. It's got a soulless look. All right. Grinchy. Gasp. And I thought I was a monster. Pass. I don't care how hot or intimidatingly dummy mommy she looks. There only one place for her. The wood chipper. Oh, wow. Even the Grinch has a... I, I thought he was going to smash that because, you know, moral foundation's broken. Yeah. I mean, he didn't think about fucking Cindy Lou. No matter yeah. what. <laughs> so our next room shoddy was arrested for violation of bail terms, intimidating a witness, 
And she was on the show probably four weeks ago because she is a repeat offender. I was going to say, I don't recognize remember this one. <laughs> yeah, so she's a social worker arrested for having sexual relationship with a 13-year-old. She was arrested again a couple of nights ago Damn. for going to the victim's house with a gun and threatening to kill the mother of the victim for ruining her life and then was threatening to take her own life as well. So I believe we passed on her, so I, I don't think we would change her mind from that verdict. No, I'm sticking with the pass. You know, I wish we had some follow-up and talk about killing herself and shit. You know, put your money where your mouth is, 403. Right, solve some problems, Red. erase yourself. I say to that. All right, uh, pass. Uh, there's just so much going on. And let's see, Grinch. Oh, yes, Potato Girl with the Bad Acne is back. I love these types of follow ups. Oh, I guess I can do a impression of Conor McGregor to give my hot take. To hell with this lad. <laughs> what the fuck are you now? Oh, let's <laughs> In a local bar just minutes after last call, no man would dare take this porker home. Not coming to your place this summer. <laughs> Potato Head, rated R for rejected. <laughs> Potato Head Barbie is the collector's item no one wanted, although limited edition. She's practically only rare due to all the defects during manufacturing. This is the type of doll you keep in the basement and sell as soon as value drops. Okay, one more. Here's David Carradine. I would rather neck myself again than put my baby Bill in that. Potatoes <laughs> oh are out of Whoa. season. Pass. Nice touch. Yeah, Van went all out with the AI today. Yeah. AI, that's the Grinch doing intimidation. Yeah, I gotta say, are you a Grinch denier? What is this? <laughs> you gotta keep up kayfabe. <laughs> So uh, the next book, Shotty, was Arisa for Malicious Mischief. Allegedly, she did around 4,700 damage to the town's fountain. I want to know what she did at the fountain, though. Whatever it is, it's going to be an awesome story. She's going to be sharing the rest of her life, because that sounds like a good time. Smash, smash, smash. She's a looker. She's fun. Yeah. And she's fucking up the goddamn town, like, in a good way. Like I, I just Malicious want to know, did she drive a car into it? Did she like throw a bunch of Alka seltzers? I want to know what she did to the fountain. You know, that's, that's... I don't know, but if I got to sleep with her to find out, I'm into it. <laughs> I would have to okay, smash just to find out. I'm down. Smash, smash. Mm-hmm. I like that she doesn't have makeup on and like she don't give a fuck. Look, she looks fun. She looks fun. Especially she's destroying fountains. Yeah, and it sounds cute, like malicious. Like, what is it? Malicious mischief? Oh, how cute. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Grinch. Obviously, she isn't a lover of art. Or water fixtures. Sad? <laughs> she is good looking. But I fancy myself a bit of an art snob, so I can't have her showing up to museums and spreading her period blood on Da Vinci paintings. <laughs> oh, <my> God. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's what it was. Was she dumping period blood into the fountain? Ooh. That must have been a lot of blood if she ruined yeah. that. <laughs> well, man, maybe she's one of those heavy flow chicks. Maybe she's got a cabin where they collectively, co- um, you know, <laughs> contributed to the, to the, like, you know, maybe they got a five-gallon bucket in the back of their fucking temple that they got to that shit. I don't know, man. I mean, you that's know? possible because you got the uh, period, like, cup thingies. Yeah, yeah. She can collect a few ounces per month. Oh. They she... could have motherfuckers in the back ringing out fucking tampons. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 number nine was arrested for unauthorized use of credit or debit card, and she has one mm. hell of a smile for this mugshot. I, I don't yeah. know if she's that credit card to buy the earring she's wearing, but uh, you know, I she, hope so. She might be good for like you know a smash and then dash because she might come after your credit card next. I don't know. That smile looks like it's like a revenge thing. Like those probably are what she bought with the card. I don't know if she's fucking with them or they're fucking with her, but I'd ride it. Nah, she looks like a like retail sales type of chick, and she's probably like a sugar baby, and maybe the sugar daddy Ooh. got mad. You know what? It does make <laughs> sense unauthorized use if she was like a salesperson and then just basically stole the numbers. Like she used a company credit card. No, 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 like, like from customers, like yeah, from customers keeping the gift cards, you know, or keeping a credit card number and manually entering it. And stuff. well, wouldn't that constitute fraud though? If this, if you're a salesperson, not unauthorized well, that's use. Said, that's why I said sugar baby because like because it would be car, yeah, like, but it was unauthorized for her to use that much money type of thing. Like mm. oh my god, I was just trying to buy like a new dress. <laughs> like that's what they give me. Hmm. Yeah, because I had a sugar mama once. She um she had made like a, her she had like a credit card that she gave me like a second card for in case like oh if you need this that or the other and like yeah if I'd have if I'd have gotten egregious with it you know like then it would have been like a bad thing. So I could see how this worked right you know poorly for her. That so sounds- we agree she's a she's a sugar baby. That used I'm, I'm leaning towards that, yeah, and then yeah, and she just got flippant with um with her allowance. Cause she looks too happy. Look at that smile, girl. All right. Well, Mr. Grinch. They're happy when they're naughty. <laughs> this is true. Fancy, fancy, Franny. I wonder if those big hoop earrings match some nice big Mexican areolas. Smash, Mama Sita. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think. Whoa. Of that. Um, I did find the the fountain girl. Oh my god! Let's circle back to this. Oh, I, I dropped an article in the chat. Oh, you got me excited. But basically, her and a friend, uh, her less attractive looking friend, fucking. Oh up. wow, her unfortunate, looking like fucking grew here. <laughs> she keeps the friend like, around to make her look better. That's how it works. That's how it works. You know that's how it works. She should. That's uh, the surveillance footage of them uh, pushing over the, uh, I guess, the fountain. Oh, they just knocked the fountain over? Uh, yeah, they just knocked the fountain over. I it's thought not it was going to be better. Man, I'm hoping like... they were putting something in the fountain. I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Maybe the yeah, mystery... can, we retract, can we retract her smashes now? <laughs> I'm still uh, smashing. I'm still smashing. I'm just going to be disappointed with her and myself. Afterwards. Yeah, I'm gonna have to teach her how to upper game. Is what I'm gonna do after that smash. Yeah, I was really hoping for some Fight Club level fucking, uh, you know, insanity vandalism. Some Project Mayhem. So we're yeah. at her final mug shoddy. She was arrested for third degree felony criminal mischief and criminal trespass. She turned herself in in response to two active warrants. I would smash. It's like her heart grew three stars or three sizes too large. <laughs> What do we got? Oh, oh, I got questions about this one. And she's a looker. I don't know why the hell she looks like she's high or or half awake, but. Probably high and half awake. (laughs) She could be sleep deprived. (laughs) 
Is that what and she it? turned herself in, so I gotta wonder, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a story here, and yeah. I need to know it. But uh, so I'm just gonna base it on looks yeah, alone. Yeah, I don't even know what felony criminal there. mischief is. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like, like she I'm, had a really good time. Based yeah. on looks alone, I don't mind uh, being fruitful and multiplying. I'll put it that way. Maybe flashing? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, hey, she couldn't do that with me. Could be flashing mischief. Yeah. Trespass. Wow. That's a good guess. All right, Mr. Grinch. Criminal mischief and honesty. I'm in love, fellas. No more. <laughs> Spinneret here is enough for me. Mr. Old Grinch is going to sneak his way into that prison cell tonight and get my stocking stuffing on. Farewell, my indigenous friends. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up for mugshotties. So, with the current events, so masked burglars broke into Keanu Reeves' Hollywood Hills home and fled with a firearm, according to a report. The Los Angeles Police Department first responded to an anonymous call about possible trespassers at the Matrix Stars property around 7 p.m. Wednesday, but found no Matrix, one there. Matrix, man, give him credit for John Wick. God damn it. That's, that's, what, I was gonna get, that's, what, that's what I was going to get into later. So law enforcement sources told TMZ the, off, the officers had to back... Five hours later, when an alarm started blaring at 1 a.m., the outlet said, so that time the police spotted multiple men in ski masks on security cameras smashing a window and entering his home, estimated to be worth about $7 million. So Reeves was not home at the time, you know, fortunate for them, because Keanu is a pretty competent guy with firearms. He enters shooting competitions when he's not filming John Wick. He even came up with his own tactical reloading technique that other firearms instructors were starting to use. I'm Vengeance. I'm Joker. I, I'm him. I'm Travis Bickle. I'm Nightcrawler. I'm him. I'm him. I'm the Sigma male edit. Yes. So Mark Zuckerberg is building a Zucker bunker, and he's reportedly building a sprawling $100 million Hawaii compound, complete with an underground bunker of its own food energy sources. It's a secret project suggesting the social media mongol is trying to conceal his doomsday preparations or get away from us. The Facebook founder's complex is called the Kuluau Ranch, and it's already partially constructed and shaping to be the most expensive personal construction projects in modern history, according to Wired Investigation of the Property Records interviews with contractors. Compound on the Kauai Island it consisted of more than a dozen buildings with two central mansions that will be connected by a tunnel that leads into a 5,000-square-foot underground shelter with an escape hatch accessible by a ladder. They also reported that uh, the property will house at least 30 bedrooms, 30 bathrooms, uh, will feature dotting of guest houses and a group of 11 disc-shaped tree houses joined together by rope bridges, according to the plan reviewed by the outlet. The subterranean bunker will hold the living space and mechanical room and feature an apparent blast-resistant concrete steel door. Other exit entrances will have doors with keypad locks, soundproofing, while the library will feature a secret or blind door, according to construction uh, documents. Now, cameras are already everywhere, according to one worker. The plan shows that one smaller ranch building will have more than 20 cameras alone. So the Kuluau Ranch has another feature showing Meta CEO may be planning for some sort of apocalypse. Now, according to Wired sources, the construction plans and builders hope to make it completely self-sufficient, a water tank that's 55 feet in diameter and 18 feet tall, along with a pump system, will be housed on the property where existing ranching agriculture along the 1,400 acres will provide food sources. Now, he has built a six-foot wall around the compound 
and has all of his contracted workers, no matter their level of involvement, sign NDAs regarding the work on the property. So here's the thing about Hawaii. It has a little water table. So a lot of homes don't have basements. So he has to have this thing on a hill in order to have this yeah. basement. And I'm thinking despite like all the bunker-busting bullshit that he's got on there, I think all you have to do is just flood the compound to get him to like flee, you know? I think that's all you got to do. Seriously. Do you guys ever go over with the Hawaii, the whole Blu-ray thing and the... Yeah, yeah. We covered the whole, the the color, the certain color of blue was resistant to the quote-unquote direct energy weapon used on... uh, Right. And what about the whole thing about Oprah? Did you guys go over that too or no? Uh, we We covered that in a whole episode. I just I didn't get a chance to hear that episode. So right now I'm just asking quickly. Yeah, because because we actually it. featured some of the videos, which kind of went viral. Because we got I forgot how many millions of views, and we had a bunch of haters responding more than anyone. Fuck them haters! It's, it's funny when the haters like engage the most, and it's like I'll argue with them because it creates even more engagement. Oh so, yeah. So they don't realize they don't realize they're making me win. So do you think this is tied to all of that? This is little- this this isn't on um, Maui. Maui was the island that all that shit happened on. So this is okay. a different island. Because I thought he was going to be on Maui so he could live near the fifteen minute city that yeah. they're proposing. Right. But this is a I separate island. Say... And if if you're like trying to sell like the whole uh, climate change shit, you wouldn't be building a home on an island if climate change is going to cause rising water levels. There you go, chat. Check out that episode. Go back in the archives. Watch it. If you would like to help us build a survival bunker and recording studio, you can purchase some t-shirts and other swag at tpublic.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post, or you can make a donation to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman or streamwiz.com forward slash Atomic Shaman's wet lodge forward slash tip. And you can hear your comments read live on air. I have the links right above. I need to make money, you fucking French fuck. You can also support the efforts of Van Rollington and his use of artificial intelligence by donating to his Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Van Rollington. Yes, Damn, guys, donate, son, donate, where'd donate. you find this? So some Arlington, Virginia residents were startled when their doorbell cameras captured an individual in an inflatable gingerbread man costume attempting to enter the home. This was awesome. Yeah, the footage shows a gingerbread man looking around, walking up to the door, and attempting to open it. So witnesses reported that he stood there in his gingerbread man costume with some liking it to a scene from a horror movie. Now, questions arise about the intruder's goal. Was it merely to check if someone was there or gain entry? The unknown gingerbread man is still at large. Now, this is in Arlington, Virginia, the same city that John Woo's house exploded in. So could this be John Woo in disguise? Ooh. I'm just going to put that out there. You guys or is this the phone? Remember that clown shit from 2016? Yep. What if yeah, the gingerbread man is the new clown shit? Oh, man. I hope, I hope we see that the gingerbread man. Cause like, could be. You know what would be really great? If this guy got arrested and watching the, the video of the cops taking How much do one of these man. cost? I don't know, but I've seen other videos of guys running around in them, so they can't gingerbread be... Gingerbread costumes. They can't be any more expensive than those T-Rex costumes guys run around in. Right. Let's fucking go! So leaked amateur pornography shows a congressional staffer having anal sex with an unknown man in the Senate hearing room. Yeah. Video obtained by the Daily Caller shows the alleged staffer can also be seen in the photo, naked on all fours, looking back at the camera and tables where senators often sit down to ask questions during a hearing. 
and it appears they are having unprotected sex. A uh, source identified to the room, to the Daily Caller, as Senate Room Heart uh, 216, the Judiciary Room. So the caller blurred out his face because of his identity has not been confirmed. They actually confirmed it online. And uh, here's the thing I got to say. Remember the events of January 6th, the likes of Nancy Pelosi were saying things like how Congress is sacred? Well, is it still sacred now? That's just what I want to know. Yeah. Oh, shit, that was the wrong one. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, that's what he said. <laughs> so, so. Um, I would say it's unsacred, and they did that on purpose because they probably called that fucking room sacred. They're like, oh, yeah? Watch this. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. It goes back to that Orwellian shit, you know, where, you know, anything they say, they mean the opposite, you know. Right. Anything they Pieces call sacred, and like, hate we have stuff. turned it into a Jackson Pollock thing, you know. It's like, uh. Yeah, yeah. So here we got our guest, uh, published author Steven Spears, and he is quite the expert in all things heathen. And he's here to tell us what is Yule. Ooh. I <clears throat> Was that like my lead in? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the, what do they call Hard it? Segue. Hard segue. Hard segue. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, I'm going to preface anything that I say in this is that, you know, with Germanic heathenry being an organic folkway, there's a lot of variety and nuance and expression. So I can speak on my understandings and the traditions that I embrace, but that doesn't mean that it unilaterally applies to anyone who considers themselves a Germanic heathen, a Norse pagan, um, a Sedian. Um, uh, Asa, Truar, or any other um, title or label that is falls under this umbrella. So that's my disclaimer before we get into any of the actual talking part. Okay, so so what is Yule? Okay, so Yule is a um, is a a 12-day celebration that actually begins tomorrow um, this year. It starts on the winter solstice, and it runs for 12 days, and um, it signifies the um, the culmination of winter because the solstice is the longest night of the year, you know, and so from the solstice on, the nights, instead of getting longer and longer, they begin to get shorter and shorter and the days get longer, you know? And so that's why we're, we celebrate you why our ancestors celebrated and venerated this time of year, because it's symbolic of us enduring the darkest, longest, coldest parts of the year and celebrating that gathering of your folk, that gathering of your friends and family and sharing that light and sharing that warmth and bringing that forward into the new year. Mm. Well, and that's how we end up with the 12 days of Christmas, eh? That is correct. And that's where, um, like, our, um, you know, most New Year's Eve parties, well, all New Year's Eve parties, those are holdovers from what we call 12th night celebrations. That represents the culmination of Yule. And then, like, uh, isn't this also, like, Saturnalia, too, that the... Well, that Saturnalia, that's that's a Hellenic tradition. It falls in the same time period, 
but that's an entirely different um, path of spirituality that yeah. happens to coincide temporally with um, what me, what I as a Germanic heathen celebrates. Yeah, you know, you there are... talk, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to talk about Saturnalia, I can get us a new guest on here, a, a different guy that knows all about it. Oh, yes. Later. <laughs> not, not now, but yeah. We're right, right. So it's how, Yule time. So how old is the tradition of Yule? Um, I would say tens of thousands of years, if not hundreds of thousands of years. Because, you know, our, our ancestors through the megaliths that we use, you know, um, the, the most widely recognized of which would be Stonehenge. You know, that was used to, you know, to track when these seasons um, began and ended. And so for, you know, like I said, and, and that's like millennia old. So, you know, we'd all, our ancestors had already documented and fine-tuned the coming and going of these seasons and established these traditions before these megaliths were ever created because they had to know the winds and the wares before they could even begin to build these massive structures. So that tells us that the traditions themselves predate the structures that we're familiar with um, as far as documenting and, and cataloging when these um, seasons and these um, time changes occur. So there's really no number. I mean, we can just hypothesize, but I will say tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years is how long these traditions have been ongoing in some form or another. So how is Yule celebrated? Well, for, for different people, it's celebrated different ways. And like even me in my expression, you know, from year to year, it's changed. Um, one year, what I wanted to do um, to kind of essentially to test myself, to move myself further forward in my spirituality is, um, and I was living in North Dakota at the time on um, the winter solstice, I lit a fire outside um, and maintained that fire for the full 12 days of Yule. I never let it fully extinguish. And that was like a whole ass endurance challenge just keeping that fire going. Um, you know, some people, they celebrate it through, um, you know, they, they condense it down to a three-day celebration. Um, you know, you can take and engage in different forms of gift-giving rituals. You know, some some people they'll take and make different pastries, different, um, different edible treats, you know, on each day. And then everyone who comes by, you know, who, who gathers in, who interacts with, that person or that hearth, you know, they get, you know, on, on this day, maybe it's gumdrop cookies on the next day. Maybe it's, um, it's different types of muffins. Maybe on another day, it's small little, um, little banana bread loaves or different types of, um, sweet loaves, or, you know, it could be, you know, any different type of little dish or treat, you know, little, little baked pies or, or what have you, you know, there's, there's so much nuance in the expression, um, including the entities that get venerated on certain days. Now there are mm -hmm. constants. Um, for example, the first night of Yule is mother's night on mother's night. You venerate Frigga, the Disir, which are your female ancestor spirits. 
and your um your female heads of the household whether it's um that aunt who's like a mom to you or your actual mother your grandmother um your older sister or cousin or whoever that significant female elder is in your life that's who you who you single out on this day to you know make special and you know you tell stories about the significant women in your life that's one of the things that i'm doing this year for my yule celebration is um i'm enact enacting my version of the havamal so the havamal means sayings of the high one and um it's a series of um of um pieces of wisdom that were given by odin to this guy loads Fafnir. and so what i'm gonna do for my havamal my sayings of the high one is i'm gonna take a big bong rip and i'm gonna tell a story of my life experiences um that are tied to that day so for mother's night when i'm gonna i'm gonna share the story of my mother's grandmother my great grandma johnny um who is a german the descendant of a german immigrant but i i never actually met her but i've got stories that my mother had shared with me of her because she passed before I was born. And so this is a way for me to keep her alive and for a way for me to honor the Disier in a very, very special, specific, unique way. But I said, there's, there's so many different nuances to how you can, how you can venerate and express the significance of Yule in your life. But the most significant, the probably the best way to do that is through sharing stories, you know, express your memories, you know, find somebody that you care about, that you can tell about something you've seen, something that you know, something that you've done. So that way your life experiences can, can, can continue to live on through others. Because otherwise, if you don't do that, if you keep these experiences you know, and these understandings that you have within yourself, then when you drift out of someone's life, what have you left them with? How are they going to help your legend grow and thrive once you wither away? Hmm. That's the significance of Yule. That's the importance of gathering together at this time in these cold, dark days and sharing these stories of light and warmth and hope to, to manifest that. In that's the coming a, year, I think that's a greater gift than something material that you could get someone. So now, that's pretty cool. Speaking as the resident white guy, is there any way I can partake in doing that without denying black people's experiences? No, not at all. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it's, it's about I'm told, I, I, I can't understand their lived experiences, you know? Right. If a yeah, black and, guy and wants to tell me their stories, should I just tell them to fuck off? No, because that's the thing. I mean, you know, because you, you let let them give you that gift. You know, let them share. Let them share their experience and understanding to you, especially if it's alien to your conceptualization, because you need things that are alien, that are foreign to you, for you to learn and grow and develop. Because that's one of the gifts of the experiences of Odin. You know, is all right. of the wisdom that he attained. He didn't gain that shit by sitting at Asgard, staying around the people that he knows, staying in an environment that he's familiar with. He put himself in completely in alien environments around completely alien people, and he engaged with them, and he heard their stories, and he shared his own so that he could grow and develop and compare and contrast 
their experiences and their knowledge and their understanding to his own. Uh, so what I'm getting is that joke fell flat. Oh, okay, I, yeah. Oh, oh, I was gonna say like, well, as his oppressor, I can't, you know, I've learned through Marxism that I that I can't, I can't oh. take in his experience because I'm white. Word. Oh yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, so bad how was joke. the second day of Yule spent? Okay, so the second day of Yule, um, you honor Odin and the Wild Hunt and the Heart. Now, the Wild Hunt is a gathering of elites who, um, you know, there's the Einharjar who are the battle-slain um, warriors um, bound, bound to Odin. But even within that, there's there's a secondary, even more elite group known as the Wild Hunt that on, you know, when the veil's thin this time of year, they wander between the nine realms and all these all these forces of darkness, all these nefarious entities that, you know, thrive on fear and thrive on isolation and thrive on all of the all the things that are antithetical to us. They go out and they seek out these entities and they cause them to be in fear and they drive them further into the darkness to allow the hearth to allow the homestead to grow strong and bright and of course the lesson in that is like you know we all go through these phases in our life where you know where we want to be you know a little bit edgier where we want to be in the dark places we want to test ourselves against the scariest ugliest things we can find and you're supposed to go out into the dark and seek that. You're not supposed to draw that to the heart. You're supposed to demonstrate in a tangible way the sanctity of the heart by meeting those forces of darkness in the darkness instead of leaving your front door open and inviting them in and then facing that chaos and turmoil in a sanctuary. So we should, if this is analogous to 2023, mm-hmm. um, we should go kill the cartels and put up a border. Fuck yeah. That's All it, right. Man. That's the spirit. But you have to do it in the dark. Right, 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 right. Well, you want to do it in the middle of the night. If I learned anything from George Washington, it's you fucking murder people in the middle of the night on Christmas Day. Hell yeah. Let, let folks see the aftermath with the rising of the <laughs> All right. So, so what happens on the third day of Yule? Okay, so for me, what I do is days three through nine, I focus on one of the nine noble virtues. Other people, they take and they'll choose different entities amongst the Aesir and Vanir to venerate on certain days. But I prefer to focus on the nine noble virtues. And um, for those in the audience who aren't familiar with the Mom, difference no. between the virtues and say, for example, in Judeo Christianity, they've got the Ten Commandments, you know, mm-hmm. which is a list of do this, don't do that. With the nine noble virtues, nobody's telling you you have to do any of these things. It's all a choice. It's all a matter of personal accountability and owning your behaviors. You know, you've got courage, truth, honor, loyalty. Discipline, hospitality, industriousness, perseverance, and self-reliance. Some people will have a different list of these nine virtues. The, that's the list that I embrace. And those are the those are the things, those are the characteristics and qualities that I venerate on those days. And my my stories will focus on an expression of each of those characteristics. 
And, you know, um, if you're engaging in like a tangible gift giving cycle, as opposed to like telling stories or just sharing experiences, if you're wanting to like physically give something, then you try to make whatever gift you give kind of synchronous with that theme, you know, um, mm -hmm. if, okay, so for the day of courage, you know, find somebody that, you know, like really embodied courageousness to you or you know say everybody does something where they step outside of their comfort zone so maybe you give a gift that's representative of the time when somebody stepped out of their comfort zone and you want to celebrate that moment where they showed courage as opposed to cowardice in their own life experiences what day are and, we on right now of the 12th day um um, like today, today, it's yeah. actually, um, it's like um, minus one. Yeah. It's, okay, it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's Yule Eve because tomorrow, um, tomorrow's the first day of Yule and technically it begins at like, I want to say like 1107 according to timeanddate.com, but don't, don't hold me to that shit. But <laughs> tomorrow will be the first day of Yule tomorrow, um, in the Northern hemisphere will be, um, will be mother's night gotcha. and then the 22nd will be the day to honor odin and the wild hunt and the hearth and then the 23rd is the day that i will um venerate the virtue of courage and then the 24th um truth and then honor and loyalty and discipline hospitality all the way until i, I get to 12th night and then on 12th night you know, with it being the culmination of Yule, um, my focus will be on celebration, on camaraderie, on, you know, just coming together and, you know, chopping it up and, you know, living to the fullest, you know, cutting out and getting wild. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about the Yule goat? Okay, the Yule goat, I'm actually I'm kind of kind of fond of. That's what a nice land. So the yule goat is um it's also called a yolbok um j-o-l-b-o-k and it's got the umslot on the on the o and everything but um essentially what you do is you take straw and you wet some straw and you braid this straw into the shape it looks like a little goat and i actually tried to make one and it is so much harder than you would think it is um some people they make really really beautiful ones and i and i'm happy to purchase yule goats that other people have made that look way much better than mine but you know you use them as um decorations on your yule tree the the most um standard um purpose of a yule goat is that you take and you cast it into your yule fire um and you burn it as an offering and um you know but yeah i really like the yule goats i think yule goats are cool it's an icelandic tradition and so there aren't a lot of icelandic traditions specifically that i embrace i find them fascinating but as it's not part of my personal spiritual path it's not something that i incorporate as fully as others do you know you've also got the icelandic yule lads which are kind of sort of like um and I hate to use the commercialization, but it'll give people a point of reference. Like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, only there's 12 of them instead of seven of them, and there's no Snow White. Now, you do have the Yule Cat, 
which that's my that's honestly probably my favorite favorite Icelandic. Now this, this one's like a, the pet of a giant, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. There's a there's a giant an ogress, you know, a giant ogre witch who um yeah she has this giant monstrous Godzilla cat that roams around and is you know just causes chaos and shit in the in the countryside. But yeah, it's like kind of like Clifford the Big Red Dog, only the cat version. Oh. And yeah, so I love the Yule cat. Um, I love the Yule goat. You know, the Icelandic Yule lads, they're pretty cool and shit. You know, I've kind of, I've, I've looked into that a little bit and, you know, shared some of that stuff over the years. But like, that's not really my thing, you know, because me, my, so my ethnic um, heritage is overwhelmingly Anglo-Saxon. And a lot of the traditions that I embrace and incorporate are more like mainland Europe, Northern European, as opposed to Icelandic specifically, or even more, even Scandinavian specifically. Um, you know, another variation in Yule traditions is actually the timing of Yule. Some people consider the month of January Yule. And so they won't even, they won't even begin to celebrate Yule until after I stop celebrating Yule. Yeah, that's kind of like how Orthodox doesn't start their Christmas until, like, January as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and all of that goes back to um, our traditions being co-opted by the Abrahamic faiths once they've gained prominence. Yeah. Now, I also heard a different one. I don't know if it's a different area where the Yule goat, they belong to Thor. He had two goats. Yes. Now, Thor is... Um, Thor is definitely associated with goats. Um, he's, he has um, two goats that pull his chariot. Their names are Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder, or just Nasher and Grinder if you want to shorten them. The um, Proto-Germanic names are, and I, of course, I butcher the pronunciation, so um, anyone who feels they can pronounce it better, I totally defer to them. <laughs> but it's like Tannengrossir and Tanning, like I said, I, I can't even twist my tongue to say the words right. But they translate to tooth gnasher and tooth grinder. And essentially, they're just like showing their teeth, you know, they're snorting and screaming and grinding their teeth all the time. You know, they're just really, really aggressive, boisterous animals. And so their names reflect that. But yeah, so that's, you know, that's kind of ties in with it too. And that's where the tradition of the Yule goat initiated from was you know to create a representation of thor's goats and then of course the casting it in the fires because of a story when um when thor and loki were traveling on their way um through the nine realms and they stopped at a farmer's house and offered to feed the farmer and his family by consuming his goats and so they were cooked over a fire and so they tossed the Yule Goat into the fire as kind of a remembrance and a symbolic reenactment of that. You know, I've heard of another place where they, they make a giant Yule Goat. Yep. And, and yeah. it's like there's like a prank where they try to set it on fire every year because like they're trying to set, you know, trying to keep people from doing it. But like it's a prank where people set it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where, yeah, it's like, you're not supposed to, but they know it's going to happen. And so it's just, yeah, the whole theatrics behind, you know, how long can we like keep them from actually doing what we know they're going to fucking do. 
and then like... then there was another one where you're supposed to you're supposed to make a yield goat but sneak it into your neighbor's house without them catching you oh. and then if they find it they're supposed to sneak it back into your house kind of thing it's kind of like a game you're supposed to yeah i could i could see that I'll say, and how much do you know about the history of uh, what leaving food out for, what is it, Yule elves or some shit is where that comes from? Right. Well, see that that because that's a goes Santa thing to, now. Yeah. Well, see, and, and part of that is um, so with the Icelandic Yule lads, you know, you've got, you know, different ones are associated with different things. Like you've got um, one, his name is Spoon Liquor, and like literally, and so like what he does is he goes the around elf like his name that. Yeah. Wait, yeah, the elves have it, specific... Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, they all have names? Yes, they all have specific uh, names. One of them is Sheepcoat Lad, and what he does is he goes around and he, he messes with um, with your flocks of sheep on, on his night. And then there's Spoon Liquor Lad who goes in and, like, if you left any dirty dishes <laughs> instead of cleaning mm. up, then he goes through and he, like, you know, eats all the food off of your dirty dishes and you know, there's one that um, messes with the, the cow's milk. And if you don't leave a little bit of um, fresh cream out, then oh. he'll make the milk turn sour in your cow's udders. And like, so, yeah, there's there's so a whole series. Mischievous. Yeah, oh. most of them, yeah, most of them are kind of like little shitheads, like little Dennis the Menace type dudes. And so, yeah, it's like there, there's rituals involved for um, for placating them. To where you don't deal with their mischief. Okay. I'm like, because I just learned about them recently through uh, someone else because, I don't know, like 100 years ago, um, someone finally wrote down the story of the uh, Hanukkah goblins. And it's, <laughs> and it's the same basic thing, trying to get them to not put out the menorah every night for eight days. But I, I discovered it was connected to Yule, and I was like, what the hell is this really about? Yeah, they're essentially trying to rip off the, the Icelandic Yule lads. It's because our shit's so cool. But oh, um... it is. Speaking of Iceland, <laughs> it is. The recent uh, volcanic eruption in Iceland, does that act as a harbinger or like kind of omen for what's, you know, well, before the holiday? Oh, right, the volcanic shit. Yeah, because they had to evacuate that town, and then now, like, it, it erupted yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that as being, um, you know, something signifying, you know, because that's the whole thing is this geological phenomena, you know, it operates on a cyclic um, rhythm, just like all of our stuff, and that's the whole, whole purpose of celebrating Yule, of celebrating Midsummer is documenting and keeping our action and actions synchronous with this greater cycle. So that way we can more effectively manifest. I was going to say, so you get any insights about the old volcanic activity or? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I've always been interested in going to Iceland because I want to experience some of their geothermal um, activity personally and stuff. Um, I would say that we are entering into something pretty significant as far as, um, you know, cultural happenings. And so I could see something like this essentially being like a, a wake up call or, or an indicator of, um, a transition in phases of existence. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, like be one of those uh, fucking really prophetic guys who are like the end is near because there is no ending. There's just continuations and different phases of existence. Yeah. But I this is just yeah. rebirth. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like because spring, you know, you go through the atrophying of winter and then, you know, you get the growth of spring. But you have to have that phase of death and that phase of atrophy to catalyze that phase of new life. But, yeah, I could totally see that like this this volcano going off and then causing an evacuation to be indicative of some type of larger societal you know, um, occurrence to where, you know, there's going to be population shifts that have to occur because mm-hmm. of external, external forces and circumstances that you can't just work around or work over. You just have to avoid entirely. So I got a question. Eggnog and wassail. What the hell do they have to do with Yule and why? Okay. So those are, more specifically Saxon traditions. Oh, okay. Um, with sailing, yeah, with sailing, that's where our, tra- you know, what most people know of as Christmas caroling started oh, as with sailing. Is that, is that what you mean, wassailing? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and, then, and, then yeah that's, the act- and this is my, my Arkansas accent pronouncing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. And then there's a beverage called... And then there's a beverage called a uh, wassail or whatever. I know you they're know. two different pronunciations. I don't know which is what. Yeah, yeah. I, Isn't I, that mold spice drink? Horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, like, that's like a mold spice drink, right? That's fermented yeah. or something. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, and of course it's because you're out walking around in the in the cold, it's like. And and what it what and where this tradition started at was so you had like the lords of of your feudal area and everything and all the peasants they would gather and they would come to the lord's house and they would um wassail them they would sing these christmas songs you know or you know and um then the lords you know whoever was being sung to would give um hot beverages um you know Uh... treats foods things like that you know essentially you were singing for your supper gotcha and and other traditions developed, like, um, and I'm probably going to pronounce this horribly, horribly long, wrong, but Mari Lewin, um, which is essentially this ghost horse. It kind of oh, yeah, developed. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, uh, the, Welsh, the Welsh one. He shows yeah, up to your where... house and does, like, a rap battle, and you're supposed to do a rap battle back. Wait, what? What is yeah, this called? So, yeah. Um, I've it's, never it, heard it, of this before. Yeah, so it's it's like a whole thing where, um, yeah, essentially you've got like um, some people will say save like a horse's skull. Some some traditions they would just like straight just chop a whole fresh horse's head off and like put it on a stick and drape a sheet around it, and, like, and so the like the head of the entourage would essentially be a ghost horse Holy and shit. would come up to the house. And would is engage in um, a flighting or a rap battle with you, where they would um, they would say a line, and then the people in the house would have to respond in rhyme to whatever was said, and it would go backwards and forth until one side um, couldn't um, provide a rebuttal. And if it was the homeowners that got stumped, then they the wassailer, yeah, 
yeah, they had to let them in and basically let them gorge what? themselves with their food and drink. And if they and if the wassailers got stumped, then the door was closed on them and they had to go on down the road. What? That. That's a thing. Yeah. My God. And and of course, the purpose of all that is, you know, is teaching you how to have your wits about you when dealing with the esoteric, when you're dealing with these entities that, you know, a lot of people nowadays collectively call them the Fae, you know, mm -hmm. but, you know, these spirits are often really mischievous and they'll do plays on words and tricks and games and things like that, you know, and so, you know, it was trying to teach people how to how to be mindful about how you would respond and to teach people to be like quick with their thoughts and to, you know, have have things prepared to to combat, you know, being deceived, being, you know, tricked out of, you know, out of your resources. All right. I've got a well, picture of the horse, so ooh. download it real quick and share it. Also, I was also always told that um, uh, putting lights on the house was supposed to be a sign that people were welcome to your home. And well, going yeah. back far enough, people used to do it onto the trees as well, except they did it with actual candles and stuff. So you had to worry yeah, about fucking burning that shit down. Yeah, they just put little candles in the tree. And what the purpose of that was is, you know, because there, there are spirits you know, that live in these trees. And in the winter months when it got cold, you know, that's that's where like the Yule tree being decorated in in the next to the hearth came from was we would single out a tree um, and bring it into the home to where we provided a warm, dry place for these forest spirits to make it through the winter. Instead of leaving them outside in the cold and the dark and isolating yourself from them, you invite them into your home and then you mm. de decorate the tree you know, to provide light and warmth and like how some people would like string together popcorn, you know, to decorate with, you know, that's where that came from because yeah, we you used to do that. Food. I don't think we do that. Anymore. You adorn it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that would provide food for the, um, the forest spirits to eat on. So then you wouldn't have to worry about them taking the food that the family needed to eat because it goes back to like with these Icelandic Yule lads how they they wanted to eat too they wanted they wanted sustenance and so it's like if you didn't provide something specifically for them then they would help themselves and so if you just have designated treats like hey check it out we have this specific for you guys then boom you know that has um you know allowed you to meet the obligations of hospitality without overextending yourselves and leaving yourselves open to be to having your hospitality abused. Oh, this is a picture of what now? The yeah, that was the horse from the rap battle. Oh, that that was an illustration. I showed an actual photo earlier, so of actual horse skull that they have. Yeah, and some people like really decorate it up. Like they'll put like a wreath of flowers on its head, or you know, they have streamers. And like I said, sometimes it's really elaborate. Sometimes it's more minimalist. But it just it depends on the individuals who are maintaining the tradition themselves. Another thing I really vibe with is Krampus. I love Krampus. Krampus is my shit. 
Now, what are the actual origins of Krampus? Because I've heard plenty of stories and never been able to... So that's like Bavarian, and he's supposed to be like the justice of like uh, Santa kind of like. You know, he deals with the naughty children. Yeah, he's like the anti-Santa. Yeah. So like, so over there in Europe, St. Nicholas Day is like on the 5th of December. And so that's when they go out. Like they put their shoes out, you know, to to get their their uh, gifts and stuff and then he comes out and he you know deals justice to the naughty children and you know beats them with the stick you know scares me he doesn't hurt them real bad where they threaten to kidnap the kids and run off in a but a i've bag. always i've heard like several different source stories for where that comes from scandinavian german whatever mm, the fuck else that, that and, one's like bavarian but the belschnickel's like uh he's kind of like a cousin of the the krampus but he's like dutch yeah, oh, yeah, the Bavarians, they're they're the ones that really, really embrace the concept of Krampus. Yeah, and they, yeah, they like, do they like a whole Krampus parade that night, and it looks like the yeah, most they heavy one, metal right? thing ever. Yeah, they did one this year. I got a few I, I had a clip of it, but I didn't I didn't put it on the the intro. But some of those costumes are like amazing. Yeah, they really are. Does anyone else have any other questions about Yule? No, really, man. Your woman got any Yule questions? Uh, they want to know if you have Yule questions. Stop looking at birth certificates. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm trying to figure out where my fucking moon is or some shit. Uh, uh, astrology girl on on oh, the rampage. Oh, she, she's she's into brujeria. She, so. <laughs> she she's a devotee to Santa Muerte. Yes, I am. There you go. Um, so he said a lot. You you said an amazing amount of information. Um, my 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 coven and one of my sisters is actually doing Yule. Um, where they're going to be doing some Yule traditions and practices this weekend for the community that we um well they that they host a lot of like markets and um services too so they're going to be doing yule traditions they have like a yule log prepared and everything um i love the part about the yule goat because not a lot of people know about the yule goat and the offering of that it provides because it's true it's 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 a craftsman's work um you're putting your own energy and time into making it and when you recognize that someone does the craft really well and you appreciate the craftsman and then you give it as an offering. I think the same type of energy kind of ties into that. But um, no, I just love all the memes that are out right now, the, like about the pagans, like looking at all these Christians and Catholic people celebrating, you know, Christmas when a lot of this stuff started with like the Yule traditions and stuff like that. Um, the Yule cat too, like that's some wicked ass shit that I think you could have gone into a little bit more like, the malicious side of eating the kids and taking the kids and stuff. Um, but I don't necessarily have questions. I was just in and out listening, but oh, okay. some great things. And yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to find out uh, Van's chart and I found it out and it explains why he's such an instigator. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we like him that way. I, yeah, exactly. It makes great for, for the podcast. Uh, I thought of something else too for, you know, one of the things that, you know, like when I first started 
trying to, um, you know, celebrate Yule as opposed to Christmas. You know, there there's 12 days and a 12-day a gift-giving cycle as opposed to a one-day gift-giving cycle with a traditional Christmas for some people can be really overwhelming or intimidating because they're yeah. used to buying lots of gifts for for people. You know, everybody, you got to get gifts, as, plural, as opposed to a gift. But that's and because so, of America nowadays, you know, they want right. consumers to be right. obsessed yeah. with giving. When well, you're right, before it was crafted things, it was something... That, like day to day you get something more and more and it was all handmade or not handmade but i don't know right well yeah, that's where say. like how i was saying before about you know like focusing on like edible treats and like baked goods right because because if you can turn around and like okay on the 22nd that's chocolate chip cookie day and you make a, a slew of chocolate chip cookies and everybody who comes by they get them a big kid you know gourmet chocolate chip cookie or maybe you don't make the big ones you know so you make up like a little batch of three you know one one day i did um i made up a, a whole bunch of cupcakes had my grandkids help me decorate the cupcakes and everything and we we drew runes in frosting on the top of each of the cupcakes and we made oh, a little I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so there's 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 ways like that, you know, or um what I did one year was I just selected 12 people. You know, I made a list of 12 people that were really significant to me and those were the 12 individuals that I gifted to on Yule, you know. Well, and so yeah. and and I mean, that's maybe a way to bring back the whole MySpace top five thing. It's like who actually gets gifts for Yule this year, you know, and you turn it into kind of like a whole secret Santa competition, you well, know, I, think, um, I was going to say, I think the modern in modern society, the idea of um, gifts has been destroyed by commercialism, if we're being honest, because it would have been back in the day uh, that you were supposed to give something from yourself or it's not a gift. If you bought me shit, then you just bought me shit. I'd be staring at you like, so where's the gift? You know, you fucking buy me my goddamn Xbox and I'll still be staring at you like, well, where's my gift? There was right. nothing of yourself given to me. You didn't write me a letter. You didn't bake me. You know what I mean? Like, well, and here's the thing, though, you know, like, you know, we, you hear that a lot, you know, the complaint about commer the commercialization of Christmas or the commercialization of this holiday and that holiday. You know, that only applies if you let it. Well, right. I would describe it more like the consumerization of those things. Well, consumerization, commercialization, you know, but I mean, tomato, tomato. But at the right. end of the day, that only has the power that you give it, you know? And it's like there, you know, like, um, and I'm sorry, I, I missed your name, ma'am, earlier and stuff. Oh, but... ma'am. You can call my me. Oh, I'm Emma. You can call me M. M. Emma. Either or. Okay, so um, Emma, um, what you had had mentioned earlier and everything, you know, about all of that, you know, we, I, I had a squirrel moment getting your name. Damn it. Um, it's okay. Emma is but, just Van's tulpa. You're talking to his other uh, part of his brain. Yep. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So you know, but but we're um, you know, like, but these, you know. These traditions are as significant, they are as reverent or irreverent as each of us individually makes them. 
you know, the, the commercialization or the consumerization of any holiday only takes place if we allow it, you know, like with the, the sure. Yule Goat thing, you know, I find no shame in spending money because that money was gained through me spending my time and effort to acquire it. And so, you know, if, if I feel that me giving shekels to Bob over here for, for a really, really high quality Yule goat that I feel is a more significant offering than something that I spent 20 hours you know, really, really pouring my heart and soul into, and it comes out looking inferior in quality, I would feel ashamed presenting the fruit of my labors as opposed to compensating someone for the fruits of yeah. their labor. No, I you know? feel Because I know so, that's a know, big deal in um, uh, knife giving. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you want to give a high-quality blade, even if it came from a third party, as opposed to giving something that's inferior in quality, because, you know, that's where the whole gift giving cycle originates from is you're expressing in a tangible way how how significant these individuals are to you. I agree because a blade is a beautiful gift to give, but I will say this: never give a married couple, a newlywed couple, blades. That's a bad omen. But yeah. rugged man, your son, family member, blades could become in beautiful shapes and colors. I think a blade is a good gift. It's it's a thoughtful okay. gift. Same. Yeah. Yeah, my my community of people, my 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 sisterhood that I have going on. Like, if it wasn't for like social media, like we wouldn't be able to share these type of events, to do these more indigenous rituals, to celebrate Christmas in a different way. You know, like abolishing the whole idea of like fucking Thanksgiving, like fuck doing Thanksgiving. You know, like that was just a fucking consumer ass. Well, before. And Christmas is just way more consumer now, but like Yule and, you know, Samhain and just other traditions and other practices to celebrate seasons and changing. I think it's great that nowadays there are those small communities. There's, there's people like you who are jumping on podcasts to share information and experience and how it's adapted to the fucking new age modern life. Right. Yeah. You know, you brought up about Thanksgiving, you know, like for me personally, that's one of the transitions that I made. You know, I know it's a whole different holiday, but just to put food for thought out, you know, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I celebrate final harvest. And, yeah. you know, and some people, you final know, um, a lot of a lot of Germanic heathens, um, they venerate Frey or Freya in those type of settings or those type of celebrations. Um, me personally, my, my final harvest celebration, I almost exclusively use that time to focus on Sif, the wife of Thor. Yeah. And a lot of my, um, like if I'm hosting a feast, the theme is um, flower, you know, because um, her, uh, her hair, golden hair is said to resemble a ripe wheat field um, blowing in the wind, you know, waving in the wind and so it's like you know you make different types of breads you know you make pies you make cakes but you use wheat flour as the primary ingredient in almost all of your dishes 
And that's how, you know, it keeps her central to the theme. Hmm. You know, oh. and then, of course, like my first harvest celebration, what I like to do um, is I usually try to focus on Iduna for that particular um, phase, the so, wife of Bronte. Oh, I'm curious, like, and I don't know if this is like the final take, but like, uh, what is your take on um, the appropriation of Yule uh, by Christians? You like it, you hate it. You wish they'd just do it a little differently or not care. Um, I've gotten more and more to where I'm really, really ambivalent about anything that the Abrahamics do, you know, especially when it comes to co-opting my traditions. You know, they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And, you know, they hate us because they ain't us, you know. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, like I used to used to really really get deep in my feelings and get up in arms about this that and the other and it got to the point where you know i i recognized the effect it had on my manifestations you know mm. your focus determines your reality and if you fixate on the others if you fixate on the quote unquote the enemy the saboteurs the traitors the things that you don't like the things that you disapprove of that's what you amplify in your experience. And so I've begun to distance myself from that. I've stopped engaging in debate online almost exclusively. I have no time for debate. I'm not arguing with anyone about anything because that doesn't benefit me in any way. Yeah. I will share information and understandings, but the second it devolves into a debate, I'm going to let a motherfucker win. I'm going to walk away. And just leave them whatever with whatever crumbs they thought are loaves of bread, because it doesn't build me up in any way or shape or form. That's you know? awesome, and you're protecting your own energy right on. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only way to move forward and to build up. You know, it's like, you know, they don't have anything. So if they if if the best right. that they can yep. have is a pale imitation of my folk ways. Well, go ahead, buddy. Enjoy enjoy that. And whenever you're ready for the real thing, you come and let me know, and I will make you a place at my table. I'd like to wrap things up. I'd like to thank you, Stephen, for bringing your gift of knowledge to our show this Yule yeah, Eve. Absolutely. And if, I, and if before we go, if I could plug myself a little bit. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I was, I was about to ask, like, do you have a new book coming out? Um, well, I'm, I've got two books written. Um, if some folks would buy the book that I've got out now, then I'll have the money to get my other books published. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> you, hear you hear that folks out in the crowd? God damn it, chat. Yeah. So here's the thing right now on my author page on Facebook. If you get on Facebook and you just type in at Spears, S-P-E-E-R-S dot Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N. That's going to take you to my author page. I've got a pinned post on my author page right now. Um, I'm doing a little promotion thing. I've got a bottle of Carolina Reaper hot sauce. I've got five different ways that I plan on ingesting this, A, B, C, D, or E. Oh, God. I need people to go on to this pinned post, vote on how you want to see me put this into my body. When I get 100 votes, I'm oh, going to live stream 
whichever one gets the most votes. If I sell a hundred copies of my book oh my before I get a hundred votes in, then I'm going to live stream me doing all five options in descending oh, wow. order. Oh God! Oh, last God. year, uh, last year I took the Pocky One Chip Challenge. I you can watch it. the video on my author page. That was pretty intense. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, he took it like a champ. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. But you know, so yeah, I did. You know, like I said, this year it's um, it's the Bucky's brand hot sauce. So I'm going to see what's up with that. Um, I've also my cat. He's got his own Facebook page. Please follow the Adventures of Little Loki Man on Facebook. Um, it's the, that's the title of it. The Adventures of Little Loki Man. He's super duper awesome. Check out him spelunking in Iowa. Check him out in the Gulf of Mexico down in Carabelle, Florida. Check him out roaming around um, Bathhouse Row in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, coming yes, soon to North Carolina and Pennsylvania. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I said, hell yeah, Cat Adventures. Yep, yep, he's super awesome. But yeah, check out his Facebook page. Check out my author page. Vote on the poll. Order some books. Watch me drink some hot sauce. Muy caliente. All right, Emma, you got anything you want to show? I'm just on Instagram. I don't do fucking shit. I'd be reposting art and memes and shit like that. So Instagram handle is going to be Mala, M-A-L. A underscore E-M. Beer Juice, you got anything you want to show? Yeah, check out the Petroglyph Press if you enjoy fake news. I drop every Wednesday and Saturday. I'm on Facebook, Instagram.com slash the Petroglyph Petroglyph Press, and Twitter.com slash Finest Fake News. Fan, do you got anything you want to show? Sure. Uh, Next week we still plan to do a Destination Unknown. We will catch up with uh, fucking, fucking, what's his name? Reform Stoic, Cobra, a little bit of Christian. I'll teach the ladies about fucking uh, Terry Davis. Oh, that's, he's yeah. a prophet yeah. for those who don't know. He is the prophet. <laughs> he, he, is, he is the saint of uh, Temple OS. And yeah. with that, I will play us out. Hey. You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KNB are signing off. <laughs>